Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Making my own list today. Listing your boy. Hey man, I had a look at the list. I don't like it. Gotta redo it. It's like 10 minutes before the show. Why Why would you want to rewrite the list? How's that my problem? I don't like it. You gotta rewrite it. it it's your list! Give me some good shit, though. It's his list! It's the list and your boy with Jimmy Van and Sean Ross with Jimmy and Sean, so pilsner you dumb. Make a fantastic song. Make a fantastic song. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap. It's List and Your Boy number one thirty-six. One hundred and thirty-six of these. I know. Remember when, we, remember when we weren't even called List and Your Boy? It was just Fightful Podcast. Jimmy Van in the spaceship room. I remember I was just filling in because the full timers weren't consistent and they were too expensive. They were very expensive. That's all this was. I was filling in for like the names that weren't consistently showing up or they were too damn expensive. That's all it was. Yeah, we had some expensive ones and then they went on to join WWE and That's cool. we take, UFC fights. And we take full responsibility for that. But hey, so. you know what? Yeah, we do. And it gave me <laughs> enough content to where I could post a compilation of Matt Riddle shitting on Goldberg, which was fantastic to have. Awesome. Uh, I love that one of our longtime viewers commented underneath it, and they said, as soon as Goldberg's name came out of Riddle's mouth, I knew Sean was sitting on a treasure trove oh, of really? footage. And I was. Uh, so go check that out, guys. Interviews with Ali and Trish Stratus, Blue Meanie, Matt Stryker, all up on the site and YouTube. Show them some love. Uh, we have a Pinterest now, apparently. Uh, Melissa's the person to talk to about that. I only know it because I hacked my wife's to find wedding ideas for us. Um, and we have a new Facebook group. Search us up. We've got a, a new Facebook discussion group that we're going to be pushing. But hot damn, Jimmy. we got lots going on. We do, and I want to start out today by giving a shout-out to Stipe Miocic. Because he taught me a lesson, Sean, again, about, about how everybody has a chance in a fight. And, uh, and I am almost embarrassed by my behavior on Saturday night. So I owe an apology to Stipe Miocic. And I'll explain what I mean. And if you're not an MMA fan, I'll explain this in a way that you understand. So Stipe Miocic, he was the former UFC heavyweight champion. Last Saturday night, he had his rematch against the new champion, Daniel Cormier. Uh, the first time they fought, Daniel Cormier knocked him out with one punch. I very much admittedly thought that that was going to be the case again. I thought that Daniel Cormier was just a much, much higher pedigree of fighter. Uh, and in the first two rounds of that fight, it looked like that was going to be what was going to happen again. Cormier was in control. It looked like it was a matter of time before he hit that one shot. I was watching the fight with friends of mine. And we were all admittedly poking fun at Stipe Miocic. Uh, if you're not a fan of, of his or MMA, he's a full-time firefighter in Cleveland, Ohio, even though he's a UFC fighter. And so we were saying things to the TV screen like, go back to the firehouse and things like that. 
And then it's <laughs> cheap. It's what we were doing. It's what we were doing. Because you know what I mean. It looked like it was a matter of time. Oh, yeah. Uh, before Cormier caught him. And then, sure enough, Miocic, he just warmed down and warmed down. And in the fourth round, he knocked out Daniel Cormier. And he recaptured the UFC heavyweight title. I, uh, again, take back everything I said. And you taught me a lesson again, Stephen Miocic, about everybody has a chance in a fight. So congratulations to him. I did not think he had a chance, Sean. I didn't. I didn't think he had a chance in that fight. Congrats on, uh, to Steve A for making Jimmy rewrite the list within 15 <laughs> minutes of the show. And that's he why demanded I did it. rewrites. <laughs> man style. Yeah. My God. Yeah, yeah. Uh, NXT to USA, do you want to just explain the deal from what we've heard so far? So, yeah, it's been talked about a lot. Obviously, they've, they've had some dry runs in 2017. They've had WWE Week, all that stuff. NXT is going to USA. They're going there 8 to 10 p.m. on Wednesdays. There have been people that have just, like, moved to Florida, have been brought into the company, have been been. – this was a reactionary move to TNT, AEW. A lot of people will say, oh, well, they've been there forever. Come on. The only reason they're on USA is because of this. Would they have been eventually? Probably. Yeah. But they would not have hastily put this deal together. Um, there, that, that is not even like subjective. Like I've got people in WWE telling me this. I had people in WWE telling me this weeks ago. <laughs> this is going to happen. They just thought it'd be FS1 instead. Yeah, man. I, and Hey, I like the move. I think it's smart. I was telling Jimmy, we're going to try to do a watch along for that. Uh, me, Warren and, and Alex, but I like the move. It's a smart move from WWE. Why not? You've got a bunch of talent. You can do it. Go ahead and do it. I'll tell you who the big winner is, Jimmy. USA Network, who lost two hours of primetime programming on a Tuesday to Fox for $1 billion. And they are getting two hours on Wednesday, primetime television, at a severely discounted rate. And when I say severely, severely discounted rate. And it's a rate that is good for WWE. It's good for USA. This is... This is a win for everyone, WWE, USA, all them. Yeah, it might not be a win for the writing team, depending on uh, on how things go. might not be a win for Triple H, depending on what they add to his plate. But uh, So it's going to be September 18, uh, because they want to get a jump on, on uh, AEW, so they're going to get like a two-week jump on them. Uh, they're getting uh, an estimated $50 bucks a year. Obviously, this is the first shot fired in the war. People can say what they want. I saw a tweet that I think somebody sent to you, saying what you just said somebody was like well what do you mean nxt was on wednesdays forever so it's aew that's back that's piggybacking them utter nonsense this is absolutely wwe reacting to aew going on tnt and if anybody thinks otherwise you know in the past sean we've talked about how there's these anti-aew people because they're just so pro wwe and there's these uh uh, pro wwe people that are anti-aew it's amazing how people are blinded by that i had someone Act like they, because I said basically what you said. They were like, "Oh, well, you crucify WWE," and I was like, "I did not nail Vince McMahon to the old rugged cross here." Like, <laughs> here were the options, and, and when I say options, I, I don't mean like TNT walked up to AEW like, "Here, have your pick." That ain't how it works, guys. Monday against Raw. Yeah. Tuesday is no. That's NBA night. Thursday, no, that's NBA night. Yeah. Friday against WWE. Yeah. Saturday death slot, Sunday death slot. Yeah. That's it. Wednesday was the option. Yeah. So that that was the best choice that they had because they're not moving Shaq and Barkley. Appointment viewing for me, a, a pretty casual NBA fan, I watch almost every game on TNT mm-hmm. just because the setting that they've created. I love NBA on TNT. Uh, if I had the choice, you watching – NXT or NBA on TNT, I'm probably picking NBA on TNT even if it's some shitty game. That's how entertaining it is. Interesting. That's how much I like it. It's it's appointment viewing. Is it doing Walking Dead 2014 numbers? No. Yeah. But this was where TNT was going to put AEW, Wednesdays. Um, there's, there's a lot of misinformation going around. This was a re- reactionary thing to For sure. AEW doing that. And you know what? It's a smart one. It's yeah, very smart. and it's a major move. I mean, there, there was a lot of speculation that it was going to be NXT to FS1, and I think that would have been a much, much less significant war. 
because FS1 is just a smaller station. It's a more sports-oriented station. I don't think it would have had the same significance as uh, NXT to USA. Uh, it's going to create the Wednesday Night War for sure. Obviously, it'd be way more interesting if it was, say, Raw versus AEW on TNT or SmackDown versus AEW on TNT. But uh, I think it's going to be very, very, very interesting. And, uh, and we'll see what happens. Now, my first question, and I know that this has come up, and I've seen some other sites that have already kind of given the answer. Um, I want to know how much input this man is going to want to have in this show. Uh, and again, I saw on some other sites where people were saying, oh, no, 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 nothing's going to change. This is Hunter's project, and it's going to be all Hunter. This is USA Network. This is Vincent yeah. Man. This is Vincent Man's uh, one of his primary partners going back to '93. Before '93, primetime wrestling in the '80s is when they started doing uh, USA. You can't tell me now that there's going to be money at stake, and now that NXT is going to be a profitable brand, that Vincent Man's not going to want to dip his toes in that water. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, w- I want to know if he's going to leave everything up to Triple H. If he does, this is going to be a very fun thing to watch as a fan. Uh, this whole Wednesday night war. If Vince McMahon uh, has his hands in it, though, this could turn into the rehash of ECW. You know what I mean? And yeah. so I want to see what's going to happen. And you got to remember, Vince already has Raw. He already has SmackDown. And come the spring, he's got the XFL. And, and, and I have I have news on backstage reactions on NXT, uh, the pay change or lack thereof. Vince McMahon, will he step down? A lot of stuff on FightfulSelect.com. Make sure you guys go and subscribe. That way, Jimmy gets off my ass about it. I was gonna. I was before we went on the air. I was gonna talk to you about that, and I decided, ah, I'll just get let it go. Get off my ass about it, it. All right, all right. The next hey, move. Hello. We got other money-related stuff, Jimmy. People can donate super chats. There you go. They can ask questions. They can have their statements read on the air. Any amount, guys. Be generous. Uh, Daniel Bielotrobic says, "Is WWE going the New Japan faction route?" I think they should, Jimmy, with the success of Orton and Revival so far. You got New Day, Undisputed Era, yeah. uh, the club. I like that. It, it gives a little more flexibility even when you group these people together. What do you think? They did it back in the 90s. They had uh, uh, the Nation of Domination. They had Degeneration X. They had Los Bariquas. Uh, they had all DOA, right? Yep, Disciples of Apocalypse. They had all of these factions that would all battle. Uh, and out of that came some single stars. And so uh, I have no issues with it. I, I saw somebody that even suggested a, a six-man tag team title or a, or a three-man, I guess, tag team title. Yeah. I'm cool with that idea. It'd be different. You know? I, I, like, I like that. Have, I can't remember who it was. I think it was Stutz that said, have one set of tag titles, one set of trios titles. I'm that, absolutely cool with that. That makes sense. And yep. if you want to keep the wild card thing going, let those – let those championships be able to, to be switched. Uh, I'm cool with that. Yeah, I, I like that too. Uh, Sports 103 says, is it known how long TNT's commitment with AEW is? No, it's not. Mixes says, SRS and Jimmy, what's your favorite WrestleMania and why? I really liked WrestleMania 18, actually. Really? X8? Yeah. I am- and 19. 19's probably my favorite. I'm going to say either number three because uh- – WrestleMania 3 was the big first big stadium show. Andre Hogan, Steamboat Savage. You know, I, I have a soft spot yeah. for that WrestleMania. Or WrestleMania 17. WrestleMania 17 yeah. from start to finish was fire. It might have been the best in-ring WrestleMania that they ever had. I still remember a lot of stuff about that show. That's the first time that Undertaker ever did the finish on Triple H when he uh, was in the corner and picked him up into the last ride. That was a yeah. good WrestleMania, so those two are definitely up there for me. There's another thing I want to talk to you about, about this whole you know NXT on Wednesday night thing. Uh, this is something that's been talked about before, and I think that this is an opportunity to pull the trigger. I think it's time to cut Arrow 3 from Raw. And I know we've talked USA about... USA won't let that happen. Well, I know, and I, and I want to talk about it. I get it. I understand that it's money. I understand that Hour 3 for USA does between 2.5 million viewers a week. Uh, I understand that WWE is getting an estimated $265 million a year from USA for Raw. Uh, but this, is, this has long been my belief. Everybody talks about how wrestling is a hard sell with advertisers, right? Mm-hmm. And back in the Attitude Era when they were getting you know, 5, 6, 7 million viewers, it was a lot easier sell to, to, to get eyeballs on the product in terms of an advertiser than it is when you're getting 2 or 2.5 million. I have always believed that that third hour has hurt them. And I've long believed that a lot of viewers... Uh, maybe they'll tune in at 8 o'clock or maybe they won't because they know this is going to be a three-hour show. 
and they don't want to commit to three hours. I think if they cut to two hours, it not only would it be a better show, I think ratings would go on the rise on Raw. And if ratings go on the rise for Raw, I think it would be better for USA. I think it would be better for advertisers. Yes, they lose that third hour with two, two to two and a half million viewers, and that's going to be some, something they'd have to get over. But I almost look at it like it could be a trade-off for NXT in terms of WWE revenue. Because mm-hmm. even though they're getting $265 million a year uh, for Raw, you can't say that every hour is worth the same. You can't say that hour three is getting whatever it is, $88 million, and hour one is getting $88 million, and hour two is getting $88 million. I don't look at it like that. I think hour one is more valuable than hour three. I think hour two is more valuable than hour three. And so I think that it's a, it's a, it's a decent trade-off. And again, in the long run, I think it would help their ratings. I think it would help popularity of the show, and I think it would help popularity of, uh, of USA Network. So it's something that I would consider. I, again, I get what you're saying, Sean. It's money to WWE, and USA doesn't want to lose hour yeah. three. Of, but can you imagine if someone tried to explain to a USA executive, all right, so you have that two to two and a half million viewers on hour three. What if you cut that hour, but you might be looking at four million viewers for hour one and two in a year? Yeah, that's the thing that you got to – somebody in WWE has had to – in the past look at this like they've had to have they must and 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 weigh the cost of that third hour versus erosion versus like oh man i don't know if wwe's done it vincent man sure as hell hasn't done it and i've even seen interviews with triple h where triple h has talked about how nxt's not handcuffed by three hours like triple h has even talked about it you know what i mean like I, I think it's I think it's been an albatross around their neck from the time they started it. I think the and, WWE was only looking at revenue, and I think it's been it's 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 hurt them from the very start. I think. And now we've got all these questions about Fox in the fall, and people are saying, "Oh, what will this do? What will AEW do? What will NXT do?" Here's the thing: I don't know, and anybody pretending that they know what all the wrestling is going to do on TNT, they're lying. Anybody that pretends they know what NXT is doing, probably lying. Though we do have one episode to guide us in the past, and it did very good numbers. Uh, SmackDown, like, we don't know. One, it's moving to Fox. More people have Fox, cool, but what does that What does that mean these days? Yeah, you're right. I mean, my God, what the hell does that mean these days? Also, it's on Friday. Yeah. Ugh, yeah. I'm stoked to stay home on Fridays like a super cool person. <laughs> Real oh, come on, Sean. Come on. You know Can't what? Wait can't wait to take my wife out on a date on Tuesdays now. <laughs> my God. I, uh, I think that ultimately Fox is going to settle in on Fridays at around the same number that they're at now. Probably. That's kind of what I think. I think that they'll see a jump right out of the gate because they're going to be heavily promoted. And because the first show is going to be the anniversary show, I still contend that they're going to try to get hard to get The Rock. So I, th- I think the first show is going to do well. But I think not a, you, you look at the, the bump that they're going to have in viewers and the promotion. But like you said, they're going to be moving to Friday. So I think that one's going to kind of wipe out the other. And I think they're going to settle in where they're at now, around 2 million viewers a week. Whether or not that's enough for USA, I guess we'll find out. I don't know. One other thing about this whole NXT thing I want to bring up. Um, how interested would you be as a fan, Sean? Because this can be done now in this environment. How interested would you be as a fan if Bill Goldberg does a run-in at Full Sail University and spears Matt Riddle would leading... Like, who wouldn't love that? You know what I mean? And now yeah. now that they're going to be on USA and, and they're going to be a profitable brand, there's no reason why WWE can't do stuff like that. And the question would be, would a talent like Goldberg be interested? Would he want to you know, put himself in a situation with a guy like Riddle that he might not necessarily like and, you know, in, a, in a venue like that? Would, I don't would know. he want to? I'll say this. Yeah, but money talks though, right? I had – ooh, did you see any of the comments on that video I put out? No. They were rich, Jimmy. Yeah. One of them was rich. One of them said, Bill Goldberg's a 300-pound former NFL player. He'd mop the floor with Matt Riddle. And I said – Really? Really? I said – because I, I literally posted a video in stunning 4K, mind you, about some of the fallacies associated with size and all that stuff. Jimmy, how many 300-pound UFC champions have you seen in your day that have had to cut down? Maybe one or two. Brock, Brock. Brock was the biggest. And, and the Carwin, biggest. maybe? Yeah, Carwin How? was – was Carwin the champion? Maybe interim. Carwin interim champion. Okay, okay. And what happened to Carwin? He punched himself out in three minutes. Yeah, he did. So if you want realism, buddy, I hate to tell you, n- none of these matches with 300-pounders are lasting longer than, than a few minutes. But when I tell you guys – and I'm not saying it because Matt's my buddy. I'm not. Matt Riddle – 
would beat the living shit out of Bill Goldberg at any stage of Bill Goldberg's life. Fresh into the NFL, Matt Riddle is liver-kicking Bill Goldberg, and Bill Goldberg's pissing blood for a week and a half. If he's lucky, three weeks if he's not lucky. I mean, I will say this. If, if it was, say, 96 Goldberg, it'd be a better fight. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? For but, sure. I, but 50, I, 52-year-old Bill Goldberg? I uh-uh. asked Matt, like, a couple years ago, like, how long do you think he would last? Matt gave him credit. Yeah. He said probably a couple minutes before I gassed him out and beat him. Yeah. And I was like, maybe... I was like, I thought maybe a minute, maybe. I think 96 Goldberg would have made a fight out of it because he, oh, yeah. he was a great athlete and, and everything, but 52-year-old Bill Goldberg. And, hey, uh. let's be real. Size does matter in some some instances, and Matt was very transparent about that too. I mean, Matt is about 215, 220, and Goldberg was 300, and as Matt said, well, yeah, he's steroided up, so he'd have that advantage too. Yeah, oh. it would it wouldn't be close, but in terms of you know pro wrestling limitations, I, I would love it would be fantastic. It'd be fantastic. I would, I would love a program with Matt Riddle and Bill Goldberg. It'd be and great. Now, Jimmy, now the one thing that Goldberg would hate, Goldberg would be the heel, Sean. He would maybe. be the heel. Oh, I think he would be. Maybe would be. because the way that Matt put himself out there with the Jericho Booker T Lance Storm stuff, that was very heelish. It was and very natural. And I loved it. I loved how it came across. That shows that he's versatile. And I mean, I showed you the promo that he cut after that UFC Calgary card on Dan Hardy and the Buttertooth Brits and all that. Freaking he awesome. Be, he can be funny too. Yeah, he can. But the thing is, all this was born out of real passion from Matt Riddle. Like he Loved pro wrestling so much that he got into MMA because it was the closest thing he thought he could do because he was small. And he just didn't like Bill Goldberg because he thought that Bill Goldberg didn't care. Now I get the feeling – and this is me speaking. This isn't something I've heard from Matt. I think Matt is very – he's smarter than a lot of people give him credit for. A lot of people are like, oh, stoner Matt. He sure as hell wasn't stoned or Matt when he had you drawing up the contracts, was he? No, yeah, we uh, we were doing a podcast with Matt Riddle, and he uh, I had a cell phone number. I think I think Sean gave it to me, and uh, I texted him just to kind of firm up the deal. And Matt was adamant he wanted to jump on a phone call, yeah. and and we jumped on a phone call, and he wanted a contract. And this was just like a once a week, one hour a week podcast, uh, and he wanted a contract, and he wanted stipulations for if we do a certain number of views that I want to talk about potential uh, cut of the YouTube revenue. He's not an idiot. And I'm sure that he learned a lot of that from his UFC days too. Yeah. He's the thing is what you see is really Matt Riddle, but a lot of people mistake the accent and for him smoking a little weed back in his day for him being like, yeah, he's got a little Spicoli thing about him, you know? Yes. People acting like he's dumb or something. He's not, he's smart. And I'm sure he sees dollar signs in what's going on now. Oh, there's no question about it. No question about it. And, and, and again, so from what I've heard, the the WWE production trucks are basically going to be on the road, uh, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Sunday, if there's a pay-per-view. So basically four days in a row, or I guess Friday from Friday, I guess they're going to be in the, in, in the fall. But uh, production's going to be there. It'd be so easy to just fly Goldberg to Florida. That'd be so easy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I, I would love that. I think they should I think capitalize on that. I've been, I've been talking to a lot of people about this. I'm hoping to have a story on it maybe this weekend uh, about what I know because there's the details are being kept close. I'll say that. But right. Oh, man. I think Matt's very smart and he sees dollar signs. And if Goldberg is smart, he will see dollar signs too. I know this is a different environment. And let's not forget, Goldberg was the guy that shot down everything Chris Jericho related because he didn't think it was believable. He didn't think it was good for him and all that stuff. I would like to think that Goldberg has gotten smarter over time. I um, think so. I, I think he would also look at, with all due respect to Chris Jericho, I think Goldberg would have more respect for Matt Riddle. Uh, in, in terms of his capabilities because he's a former UFC fighter and because he is a b- little bit of a bigger guy compared to a Jericho. Yeah. So I think you would look at it differently. I guess it, it again comes down to, you know, we're in an environment now where guys aren't really getting pay-per-view bonuses like they did back in the day. They're getting exactly. guarantees. So Goldberg might look at it like, well, you know, if you're going to give me a million bucks, what the hell? Yeah. Who knows? Or maybe he'd be like, he's an asshole. I don't want to do it. I mean, who knows? It's, it's hard to tell. Well, I tell you what, another big guy is, Braun Strowman, Jimmy, and I happened to talk to him for an interview recently. If you want to check this out again, uh, it'll be up on Fightful Select. We've got articles coming up, too. But hey, how about you take a little listen? A little... 
superhero pose. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap here with Braun Strowman, or you can't see, but the crocodile hunter. The croc, croc monster. The croc monster. <laughs> what, what, what motivates you to, to rock with the crocs? I don't need motivation. Look at these things. They're fashionable. They're comfortable. Um, if you have to, you can put them in four-wheel drive, and you can just, like, get in the mud, and, you know, they're easy. They I think can... not having motivation is kind of the point, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so... We don't see you wearing these on Raw when you're tearing stuff up. No, these are these are uh, when I'm in a good mood. These are my party shoes. You're strictly business too. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. Uh, when I got the boots on, then watch out. Yeah. So you have like such a fun job. You get to tear stuff up all the time. Like, what have have there any been anything pitched where you're like, really, I get to tear that up? Constantly, like literally, like the the, the ideas that come across the table and things that we've done, like. It's great. Like, I get to win. A lot of the times, excuse me, a lot of times I get to work and I have no idea what's going on. And I, I'll pull into the building and I'll see our stunt team out, like, messing around with stuff. And I go, hmm, wonder what I'm doing today. And get in and get to talking to the boss. And it's always the best. He gets so excited for these things. So do I. Like, And I feel like the fans do as well because, let's be for real, I've been turned into a real-life, like, comic book character. Like, I am the Incredible Hulk brought to real life so it's been awesome the things that we get to do and uh yeah it's never a dull moment at work with me and it's constant craziness in pro wrestling there's always that suspension of disbelief but you got guys like brock lesnar like you know he can beat people up he did it in the ufc people look at you and they're like well yeah of course he can really tear that stuff up look at him uh what <laughs> i'm really interested in how a conversation with vince mcmahon goes over something like this um it's kind of just like this is what you're doing what do you think <laughs> All right, let's go. <laughs> Have there been any ideas come across the table that maybe you got excited about but didn't end up happening in that regard? Um, I'm trying to think. No, most of the time, like, when he gets his mind made up on something, like, there's, he goes full, full bore until he does it. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I can't think of anything that we've talked about doing that we've never ended up doing. You recently announced on Instagram that you've signed a new deal with WWE. You're locked up there for a long time. Uh, how, did, how did that process come about? Um, it was just we're winding down. I had a, a little over a month left in my contract. and uh, Yeah, we just came to an agreement, and I felt like both sides of the party were happy and uh, looked forward to four more years of people getting these hands. Did it surprise you? I mean, with with a month left, did it surprise you that that kind of didn't get out there? Because a lot of that news does get out there. It does. I try and keep my business life as quiet as possible. I hate it when people outside of the business know what I'm doing before I know what I'm doing. So it's kind of cool that we were able to keep that hush-hush and nobody stooged it off to the dirt sheets like so many of these marks like to do. Hey, (laughs) sir. Excuse me, sir. Man, the man in Crocs just bashing the dirt sheets. I can't handle this. Ron, thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you. We're out. Braun Strowman, leave that thumbs up. Did you hear what? You couldn't hear the clip, could you? No. It was pretty funny. He was. He said, "I was like, were you surprised that nobody reported that your contract was going to be up a month before you signed the deal, or a month after you signed your deal?" He was like. <laughs> I don't leak all my info to the dirt sheet. It's like these marks. And I'm like, thanks, man. Yeah, you're kind of talking to one. Yeah. Uh, I want to go. I want to move on to talk about the SmackDown reveal, Sean. Okay. Let's talk about the SmackDown reveal. So WWE television this week was polarizing again. You know, uh, Raw was mostly a good show. I thought. Like, I thought Raw was a very easy three hours to watch. There was good in ring stuff. The uh, the Randy Orton Kofi angle was great. I thought there's some good stories going on right now. Yeah, and the, the Braun Rollins thing is good too. We'll get we'll get more to that later on. But I thought Raw was mostly a good show. SmackDown, with the exception of a couple of good matches, like in ring matches, SmackDown to me left a lot to be desired. Uh, I'm sick of the Shane McMahon stuff. I cannot believe they're doing it again with KO. I thought SummerSlam was the cherry on top of that one, and they're doing it again. Uh, But then came the big reveal, Sean. First thing I want to do is put up a picture of the guy, allegedly, because they didn't say anything. So the guy who allegedly hit Roman Reigns in the car, put up that first picture of the big reveal. There he is. So that's, uh, I guess, (laughs) I guess he's supposed to be Roman's dad, I guess. That's what they suggested. Again, they haven't said anything, so it's all speculation. I got news for you, Sean Rossap. I have a I have a scoopski for you. 
I know who it is, Sean. Do you? Because I, all I was able to confirm was somebody backstage, not Luke Harper. <laughs> I know who this is. I have a, a. I can reveal this to the world on this podcast. I recognized him the second that I saw him. And quite frankly, I couldn't believe that you and Alex on the uh, post Macdown podcast didn't recognize who that was. Oh, boy. It's very obvious that that is Yukon Cornelius. Put up the other picture of him. You're there so he is. Dumb. You're so dumb. Yukon Cornelius. He left the mountains where he was Quit going after. He left the mountains where he was going after the abominable snowman or whatever the hell it was. Please and, retire. And he hit Roman Reigns, and that's what happened. Sean, Yukon Cornelius came out and hit Roman Reigns. But okay, people on watching our show do not expect humor or skits, Jimmy. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, they don't. They we want never do serious that. Serious wrestling talk the whole time. Serious wrestling talk. Serious wrestling. Let me ask you this question, Sean. So let's say that the plan is supposed to be for Daniel Bryan to be the antagonist when this thing is all said and done, right? It looks like that's where they're going. Daniel Bryan's been kind of leading this whole thing. And, oh, you know, we're going to show you who did it and blah, 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 blah. Look, that's what it looks like. If that's where they're going, I'm all about showcasing new talent, young talent. I'm all about it, right? And, and Buddy Murphy, for the second week in, week in a row on SmackDown, looked great in the ring. He got a big, clean win over Daniel Bryan, and that's all fine and good. But I watched that, and I thought to myself, if Daniel Bryan is the antagonist in this thing with Roman Reigns, why would you have him lose clean in the middle to Buddy Murphy? How does that make any sense? Can I you... think the antagonist should be Buddy Murphy. That would be interesting. I think it should just be revealed all along it was Buddy he used it to get on TV. He used it to get matches. Right. He knew how to manipulate people. I, that's that's how I think it should and, and, be. And that Brian and Rowan were innocent the whole time. Yes. You never know. I don't know how they're going to explain Yukon Cornelius in that in that situation. But uh, that's, a, that's a good one because not only that, then you make Buddy look strong because he beat Daniel Bryan. Yeah, and I mean there are easy ways to make sense of this. They're like, well, why would you sacrifice yourself for those beatdowns for two weeks? You could be like, I didn't get a beat down for three months before that. I could, I could stand to take it. It got me, it got me further in my career. Right. Couldn't get on TV for three months. He had his first match on cable TV ever last week, Jimmy. Yeah. And yeah. now by the time next week rolls around, it'll be three in a row. I, I would love that. I love a good whodunit, a good mystery where they messed up was attaching cameras to the things that were attacking Roman Reigns. We don't need that. Yeah, although I still don't understand where they got Yukon Cornelius out there. But right, obviously, but obviously, please retire. Obviously, next week they're gonna they're gonna explain it. I think Buddy Murphy makes sense, Sean. That's a good one, man. I hope that's I where like they it. go with it. I hope that's that's where they go with it. Now, one other thing I meant. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. I mentioned this on Twitter this week, Sean. And, you know, we've talked before about how certain websites have certain agendas and all of that. So there is, you know, a, a reputable non fightful podcast. I happened to listen to their raw review this week. They Ringside sp- news. Oh, never mind. Yeah, no. They, they they spent a solid, you know, fifteen minutes tearing apart almost every segment of the show on Raw. They tore out almost everything. They poked fun at it and how it doesn't make sense and stupid and blah 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 blah. Then at the end of it they touted Raw as being the second good episode in a row. And I listened to that thinking, What? What did I just listen to for, for fifteen minutes? How how can you even make sense of that where someone tears something apart and then they say it was good? You can't just listen to our shows instead. Very good answer. Very good answer because I didn't Objective understand it. Reviews. Objective the, reviews. I'm not crapping on anybody else. I'll be honest. I don't listen to anybody else's Raw or SmackDown reviews. 
To be honest do. with you, it, well, here, here's here's my here's my line of thinking, and some people will think it's obnoxious or cocky or whatever. If I don't think we have the best version of a podcast, I'm not doing it. If I didn't think we had the best Raw or SmackDown podcast, I wouldn't do it. Jimmy, we had pitched what an action figure podcast last year. Hawkins and Ryder came along. I took one listen. I said, I don't think we can do better than that, and I scrapped it. Right. I, if, if something isn't the best, then I don't really want it on the site. Uh, I think that you and I have the best back and forth, at least uh, at least remotely. If we were sitting next to each other, I think the show would be better. I think a lot of people dig that. Uh, I'm really enjoying that. But I think we have the best show like this there is. There's always work to be done, but, but hey. Well, you know but, what? I, I – I always check out the competition a little bit because I just like to know what's out there. I like, to like kind of... there's any <laughs> uh, Super chat time. Yep. Uh, Rob Wilkins says, SRS, let's say you are Triple H in charge of NXT. Vince has no input. Do you ask for Ali? Do you want Luke Harper? Do you want some veterans for backstage? Well, I mean, they, they've just accrued a ton of road agents over the last several months. And yeah. Uh, I would want – first off, I would want the 205 Live roster. I'd want the cruiserweight title, all that just absorb it. And yes, I want Harper. I want, quite frankly, some of the larger human yes. beings that aren't being used on the show to kind of offset all the smaller people. Yeah, I, uh, I would. I would ask for No Way Jose back too. <laughs> uh, that guy is a great show starter for live events. I don't know what I'd have him doing in that regard. I would – Maybe ask for the Ascension back, too, because they have been worthless outside of NXT. No uh, no disrespect to them, uh, but I would ask for them. Maybe ask for Rusev if they're not going to do anything with him. And that's probably about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe ask for Axel and Dallas, because Axel or Dallas has history in NXT. But yeah. what, I don't want to clog it up with too many guys that aren't doing stuff in wwe we also have one from aaron jay's fan saying buddy saying it was me roman it was me all along <laughs> yeah hey sure why not yeah. i like take the robe off of yukon cornelius put it on buddy murphy God and then it. do that yeah that's a good why way you to gotta go bring it up a third time jimmy <laughs> uh might be another few before we're done let's talk about AEW. so they announced their next tapings october 23rd and 30th in pittsburgh and in charleston west virginia respectively uh, Pittsburgh, they're going back to a university campus again. It's going to be at the Peterson Event Center. Capacity is around 12.5 for that, which is a pretty good-sized venue. And in Charleston, it's at the Charleston Coliseum. Capacity is at around 13.5. Uh, they're continuing to go to these traditional wrestling markets, which I really like. They're, they're going back to a university campus in Pittsburgh, which I think is really smart because that, that's the demo that you want to target. Uh, AEW is a hot ticket draw right now, and I think that they're going to continue to sell out all of these first-time venues, the first time that they're coming to a market. Do I think they're going to continue to sell out in a few hours when they go back to a venue? No. But yeah. they're doing it the first time around, which which is really strong for them. And uh, they got more buzz right now, I think, than maybe NXT's got some buzz right now because of USA. But otherwise, AEW's got more buzz than WWE or, or NXT or really any promotion right now. You know, I'm pleasantly surprised with the Charleston thing. I'm going to try to go to it. I don't know if they're going to do the scrums every week. Obviously, I ain't going every week. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that means we'll have to film this show another day or, or preempt it or whatever whenever I try to go to one of those. But I'm like, man, I like that they're doing it. I didn't expect Charleston, West Virginia. That's two hours from my house. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a classic, you know, it's a classic wrestling town, especially. I like it. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Now, their next big show. Next weekend in Chicago, all out. Sean Ross Sapp will be there. I will. What uh, What are your plans so far for all that weekend, StarCast, all of that? I'm getting in uh, in the evening on Thursday. Next Thursday. I, all right. Thursday, I have ball out the media basketball tournament in the early afternoon. I'm hoping I can maybe get an interview in the morning, but I have a few interviews scheduled. I, I I would like to get at least five or six interviews, decent interviews. Um, this is a shorter trip. It's not, you know, I don't have a studio at my disposal like in Toronto. There's not interviews set up there. Hoping to get the scrum stuff. I'm going to sit through the entire CM Punk thing. There's no way I'm missing that. Uh, yeah, it, I'm coming back on Sunday evening. Okay, okay. And Hey, if, if WWE provides a similar access in November, I'll be back in Chicago for Survivor Series because they let us keep doing the media junkets. I'm going to keep doing them. Right, right. 
Awesome. And what are you most looking forward to from that weekend? Is it the punk thing? Or are you look is there a certain match on All Out you're looking forward to? Or Yeah, um, there, there's a couple things in particular. I've got one interview set up that I told you about that I can't really talk about because I don't like to put them out there until they're done. But there's a particular interview that I'm really excited about. Uh, the CM Punk thing I'm very excited about. I am excited to kind of place my colleagues. But uh, the Casino Battle Royal, the Women's Casino the women's Battle one. Royal. I am very interested in that. You've got people like – I mean I don't know how many times I've said on this show I think Jazz could be the female PCO. I've said that I think that Eva Lise should be signed by somebody regardless of whatever issues people think of her. I agree. And I, I want to see how this works out. I And I like that they, they booked a second women's match, Riho and Hikaru Shida. I think it should have been somebody else. I think it should have been somebody that – like people outside of the hardcore AEW fans know in a singles match, and maybe they could have been in the <clears throat> the battle royal, but that's the one I'm looking forward to and I'm interested in. But at this point, I haven't seen a bad AEW show, so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of excited to take it in. And the environment is really good. I think I mean Paige Jericho interests me. I definitely yes. want to check that out for the first champion. But yeah, the women's battle royal. So I think the winner uh, is going to then challenge for the women's title, right? The winner is going to be one of the contenders for the women's title. I think yes. that's what they said. So I, I'm one of the tapings coming up. Yeah, and so. I like that they have advertised and subsequently booked a lot of their show ahead of time yep. for several of them. Top yep. contender matches, tournament matches, title matches. That's smart. That's good. That gives people that are buying tickets – to watch your show, they know well ahead of time that they're going to have something worth seeing. Also, bet you anything they don't bury Britt Baker in Pittsburgh yeah. like some places do. I mean, yeah. to me, if you go see somebody, like, if you go see somebody who's a local, you want to see them do well. That maybe encourages you to come back. And, no, I agree. I agree. And if they go to Oklahoma City, they're not going to bury JR either, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's a good thing. They also announced that they're going to be doing a one-hour special on TNT uh, next Friday, August 30th at 10 o'clock Eastern time. I saw a little write-up about it, and they they promised wrestling action, but I assume it's just going to be highlights and stuff. They're not doing anything live, are they, that you know of? I don't believe so. Okay. Okay. Well, very interesting, man. Next weekend's going to be cool. I'm looking forward to uh, what you can do with all the footage because Sean had so much footage when he was in (laughs) Toronto that he was worried he was going to run out of space on his uh, memory cards, and he was like, "Come in here to upload them to upload them to the computers." Oh, I've, I've got I got plenty. I do need to get a new memory card because I learned that there are different types of SD cards that record at different speeds and different powers that handle 4K a little bit better. I mentioned to Jimmy, I actually upgraded my camera since uh, since all this. I mean, I rock with a little handheld, but it's a as Jimmy knows, it's a very powerful handheld camera. It's a 4K really camera. It is. It's really and really it good. takes a long time to render all these, but yeah, I've got space. I'm good. I'm going to order another memory card and uh, maybe even maximize that a little bit more. Awesome. Okay, Brady, let's go to stupid people. Stupid people is what this segment's called. You might wonder why we do it. It's not about wrestling at all. Used to be WWE's weekly usage of stupid nicknames, which we did hoping they'd stop giving wrestlers lame names. But it didn't work, so we gave up in the new segment. We came up with this stupid people. Stupid people. Stupid people. Duh. All right, we were doing Extended uh, before for Fightful Select, and I, I started out a story by telling Sean, wait till you see this mugshot. And then when I started looking at the story, I realized, crap, it's the wrong one. So I can stay, say now again, wait till you see the mugshot, Sean. So this is, this is a good one. Reported by the Cherry Hill Courier Post on August 16th. Try to picture this one, Sean. So there is a man out of Woodbury, New Jersey. He made a late-night booty call, Sean. <laughs> All right. Yep. To a woman that he referred to, and this was his term, he referred to her as his side chick. Okay. Uh, She showed up, but by then he had fallen asleep. She's calling him and, you know, sending him text messages and stuff. One of the text messages that she sent him said, quote, you wasted my money to come out here. He was sleeping and missed everything, Sean. What happened next? His side chick invited like 10 girls over and they had an orgy and he missed it all. 29-year-old Teja Russell 
went to a nearby gas station at four o'clock in the morning. She bought lighter fluid matches and a lighter. She went back and she torched his house. <laughs> he woke up half naked. House was filled with smoke. He managed to get out through a window. He ran uh, to the police station half naked. Ms. Russell is being held on charges of attempted murder, aggravated arson, endangering, and criminal mischief. We have the mugshot. Put it up, uh, Brady. Look at that, Sean. Tell me by looking at her, you do not mess with Taja Russell from uh, wherever the hell she's from in New Jersey. And there's the uh, torched house on the right side there. Sean. My God. Yeah. She went full left eye Lopez on him. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, my God. Like that... When you're making a booty call to to a lady like that, and then you fall asleep, you got it coming. You know what I'm saying? You see oh it in her eyes. God. You see it in her eyes, Sean. You know. So, oh yeah, that's 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 nothing to screw around with. This next one, man, you'll like this one. So this is reported by KREM Channel Two out of Spokane, Washington, on August 14th. You'll like this. So there's a man that tried to break into a cannabis store in Otis Orchards, uh, Washington, wearing a very unusual disguise, Sean. Do you have any idea what disguise that he wore trying to break into this cannabis store? Groucho Marx mask. Not a bad guess. No, he wore underwear on his face. We have a video of the break-in attempt. Go ahead and put it up there, uh, Brady. I can talk over this, right? Yep. So he tried to hide his identity from the surveillance cameras. He also wore socks on his hands. Those were not gloves. Those were socks. And he's got underwear on his face, as you can see. <clears throat> he set off the alarm. You're going to see what happened next. Oh, look Look who's coming, Sean. Oh, boy. There come the police right there. And uh, along with the police, they also had a canine unit. And a uh, guy came around the car. Cops came out. They got the... Oh, there's the canine. And oh, and... Uh, Later. Yeah. He got arrested and he was taken into custody. Okay, that's enough of that, Brady. You could take that off. Wow. Yeah. Didn't work out. Maybe Buddy was already high when he was trying to do that, Sean. What do you think? What was he breaking into again? A cannabis store. Dumb. Yeah. Dumb. Yeah. yeah. This last one you're going to like. This is for the SRS file. Reported by the BBC on August 16th. So there's a town in Wales. And I know that we have a, a UK contingent that listens to our podcast. Yeah. There's, there's a town in Wales called Porthcall. And they made plans for a new public bathroom facility. Oh, okay. That, that was going to feature a few futuristic toilets that had features such as self-opening doors, cubicle use timers, and graffiti-resistant walls and floors. This whole story about how they were going to do this made the news uh, for another reason, though, for another feature. What feature do you think that was? I don't know. Tell me. Uh, it had an anti-sex feature. So apparently they felt... Did it burn people's houses down? <laughs> so apparently they had concern about sexual activity occurring in the stalls. And so they were going to implement weight-sensitive floors to ensure that only one person used a stall at a time. <laughs> and, and, Sean, if this weight-sensitive flooring detected that more than one person was in there, water jets would soak the users... <laughs> And alarms would go off, Sean. Oh, no. They were going to spend upwards of 170,000 pounds on no. this project. The news went viral, and so the town scrapped the plans, and now they claim that they submitted those plans in error, Sean. Yeah, I bet. In error. And I that's bet. what happened. What do you think of that, bud? I think that there would have been a lot of overweight people with wet asses. <laughs> well. and, and not for the same reasons... Uh, maybe for multiple reasons, depending on how they get in they fuck on. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what's not stupid. People donating to our super chat and getting their questions and comments read on the air. Kurosami1997 says, Jimmy Van, thoughts on Becky's promo? Which promo? The one on, on Raw uh, It was good. It was good. I still think that when they're live in the building, there's a chance that they're going to heal on Becky. Mm -hmm. I, I think that Becky and, and other people have pointed this out. I think that Becky now, because again, I, I see this so often, wrestling fans know what's going on. They understand, right? I think that a lot of, of WWE fans might start to look at Becky as the establishment, which is the same reason that Becky was cheered in, in the thing with Charlotte when she first got over. I think they might look at her as the establishment now, and I think they know that Sasha wasn't happy with creative and that she went home and everything. I think there's a chance when they're in the ring together that they're going to heal on Becky. 
But uh, I've long loved Becky's promos. I think that that uh, that she's great. The interview she did with Sean, she got a promo with Sean too. Yeah. And uh, and and I like her in that role. But again, I think there's concern. If it was me, I don't know if I would have brought uh, Be- Sasha back and put her immediately in the ring with Becky, even though it's a hot program. Mm-hmm. I think that they risk uh, the crowd turning on Becky. But I guess we'll wait and see. Joseph Farley says, "Fightful fantasy draft uh, football draft tonight." And your boy Kelsey <laughs> gunning for that trip or chip. Uh, you wouldn't understand it, Jimmy. You're not a football fan, but no. The the fightful select fantasy football was such a success. We have 20 teams in a league, which is like eight more than most people do. So it's it's like really a really big league, and we did it twice. We've got two leagues to the really? point to where my wife is going to run one of the teams. Jimmy, when you fly, do you fly first class? Yes, typically I do. Usually. Yeah. Do you, when you ship stuff, do you usually use first class? Yeah, depending on what it is. Well, hey, you know what? If you're banging your mailman, you can give him that first class dick. But he's not going to know what's coming. Whoa, 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 whoa. You can give your mailman that first class if dick? If you want, if your mailman consents, Jimmy. <laughs> what? I'm not a homophobe here. All right, Come all right. Come on, let okay. me do my pitch. Continue. Continue. I was talking about this mailman getting some thanks to Blue Chew. He'll know that you're coming, but he won't know what's coming when he brings you Blue Chew. Why is that? Because Blue Chew arrives in a discreet package. So the mailman, despite the fact that he's getting it, isn't going to be realizing what he's given to you. Blue Chew has the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work, but they're better, they're cheaper, they're faster, they're better because it gets into your system quicker, it's a chewable. Whether you're just eating, whether you're on an empty stomach, you don't got to wait 30 minutes, it ain't the pool, okay? You can take them whenever you want. When you go to the doctor, you know you sit in line, you don't have to do that with Blue Chew. Prescribed online. Real doctors prescribe it, but it's all done online. Like I said, ship straight to your door. Discreet package. Not everybody knowing your business. Unless you got a yappy mailman talking about your dick. Then a lot of people will probably know it because your mailman, he visits everybody. Sorry, word, word might get around. And if you get around, your reputation will precede you thanks to Blue Chew. You can get that for free right now by going to bluechew.com and using the code FIGHTFUL. As you see over here, if you're watching on, on video right there, just pay $5 shipping. Be the talk of your town. Bluechew.com, code FIGHTFUL. Hit them up at Bluechew. Let them know you heard about them from us. It's important, guys. Take it whenever you want. It's free. Just use that code FIGHTFUL. What's up, Jimmy? <clears throat> this mailman gimmick, I'm really I'm running with it. There's just so many puns that I can use. Brady, let's put up the King of the Ring gra- uh, bracket. Do you have that King of the Ring bracket handy? Yes, I do. Put that up. Whether you're going one round or you're going the duration of a tournament. Go ahead, Jimmy. Let's talk about this tournament. So so far, uh Samoa Joe has moved on to the next round. Uh, Cedric Alexander has moved on. That's on the left side of the bracket. Then on the right side, Elias due to the Shane McMahon bullshit. And uh, Andrade moved on over Apollo Crews. i got to tell you, Sean, I feel like WWE is pushing this King of the Ring tournament harder than the last few that I can recall. I I love how they're pushing it. It seems like one of their buzzwords is launching pad because they've said it several times on commentary, launching pad. Uh, And I, I, I just really like how they're promoting it. It feels special. It feels important. It feels like the winner's going to get a big push out of it. And you know what I also like about it is that now there have been suggestions about a tag team, Kings of the Ring. The Street Prophet suggested that. Queen of the Ring, Bailey suggested that. And I say, why not? Why not do a tag team tournament uh, with men and women if they want? I love king, it. Kings of the Ring, Queens of the Ring, and then a female king, uh, Queen of the Ring tournament. They're really getting behind it hard, and so far, with the with the exception of the Kevin Owens stuff, all of the matches have been great. Samoa Joe Cesaro was unbelievable on Raw. Did you see the start of it? When Cesaro ran across the ring and almost took his hat off with I an love uppercut. It. Zane and Cedric. Zane and Cedric should have gotten like five more minutes. I agree. That that one was a bit of a disappointment too. And Sami Zayn is a whole other topic of conversation. What they're doing with him. It but, should be uh, the WWE style G one. It really should do it eight eight to fifteen minute matches. 
run it, let people know that you can put on a great tournament as well. I love the King of the Ring. I love how much they're making it seem like it matters. I like Yes, that. I like it a lot too. I, I like everything about it so far. Again, I could have done without the Shaman Man Kevin Owens stuff. Otherwise, uh, I like everything about it. What do you think of what they're doing with Braun and Rollins, the storyline? Braun is the natural next guy. He's the only person that is consistently strong on that show. I don't want them to turn him. I don't want them to turn him, let him be who he is, mm -hmm. let people decide. There ain't nothing wrong with that. I like that. Um, they got to build some more people as stars because then what? They're going to do this five or six times? Right. Probably. But we'll see how it goes. I like the idea of it, though. But they, hey, three brands, you better build some top stars and you better protect them. Drew McIntyre was there yep. nine months ago. Then you beat him over and over and over again. Yep. Samoa no, Joe was too. Remember Samoa Joe Brock Lesnar? Samoa Joe's been there several times. Joe was there, especially the, after the Brock match. The winner of the King of the Ring could be there. Yes, I agree. I agree. Uh, well, you know what? I, I said this on social media too. Braun Rollins, it very much reminds me of Hulk Hogan Ultimate Warrior from 1990 in WWE. I see a lot of similarities, uh, except that Braun's not a champion. But otherwise, both top baby faces. Both top guys. In the case of Hogan and Warrior, it started with the Royal Rumble that year, if you remember. They had a moment when it was just the two of them facing off, the two yeah. the two top baby faces on the show. Then they did a thing where one saved the other from a beatdown. I think it was Earthquake and Dino Bravo. Then the very next, you know, Saturday Night's Main Event or whatever it was, it was flipped where the other guy was getting beat down by Earthquake and Dino Bravo, and the other guy ran out to save him. Uh, and then it led to the title for title match at WrestleMania six. This is very reminiscent of it. They did the same thing where one guy got saved, and then this week Braun got saved by Rollins. Same exact thing. Uh, the only issue I have, my only complaint, is that WWE always is just not patient enough. Uh, they do this all the time. It would have been enough for me, Sean, to have them standing in the ring with their arms up and have Braun look at that title and do nothing else. You know what yep. I mean? He looks at the title and then they leave it there because people aren't dumb. They can see it. Instead, they have Rollins acknowledge it and say, yeah, we'll do that later. We'll do that later. So you've already kind of taken the fun out of it because mm -hmm. you already know that's where they're going. But uh, otherwise, I, I really like it. Them winning the tag titles, I really liked a lot. Uh, and I'm sure they're going to they're gonna lose them because one's going to either turn on the other or one's going to disappoint the other or something's going to happen. But I hope, like you said, it's fine for them to, to jaw back and forth and, and, and argue and fight. They can do it without turning one of them, just like you said. And so I hope that they keep them both as baby faces that just happen to not like each other. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I like it. It makes sense. Uh, they're, they're two really good talents, and Braun has been kept somewhat strong even in his absence so right I, i'm there for that i i dig it um yeah so you know what today was this is a, a big day sean we're doing this nine in, days for my birthday what are you getting me we're doing this on august 21st today oh. sean this was a massive enormous day for xfl football because today they announced the team names and logos Do sean we have to uh we're gonna go real quick so first they've got the tampa bay randy orton's which uh, I don't know how that's going to look on a jersey. What do you think the Tampa Bay Randy Orton is going to look like on a jersey? It's interesting. Uh, they're, the, they're called the Vipers. They have the Seattle Ricky Steamboats, otherwise known as the Seattle Dragons, which is kind of a bit of a head-scratcher. Some of them are okay. LA Wildcats is okay, but you being from Kentucky, and of course there's the University of Kentucky Wildcats. How do you feel about that, the LA Wildcats? I don't like it, but it's like one of the most used names in college sports, and hardly anybody uses it in pro sports. In pro sports. Also, I feel... Like, I, I'm done giving the NCAA any of my money. I'm going to watch the games and stuff, but I'm not going to go to games. I'm not going to buy merchandise, anything like that. I feel dirty until those kids get paid. Yeah, and I'm with you on that, too. The DC Defenders very much sounds like a comic book thing. Somebody pointed out to me on Twitter that Marvel has a Defenders group, and DC is a competitor to Marvel. So it's... They got this comic book thing with that one. I don't know. The, nah, the, Jimmy, they're defending the flag of America from all these liberal cut snowflakes. Is that what it is? Nailing. All right. The anthem. Then there's the New York Guardians, which uh, whatever. Uh, Sounds Houston, a lot like the Defenders. It does sound a lot like the Defenders. Yeah, yeah the, the Houston Roughnecks isn't bad. Dallas Renegades, meh. To me, my favorite personally, the St. Louis Battlehawks. That sounds cool. I like Battlehawks, man. I've never heard Battlehawks. That's that is kind of cool. Yeah, that one I kind of like. Uh, it's the St. Louis franchise of the XFL. 
What if they had the Battle Cats and it was like the one that was in WWF? These should have all been terrible former WWF gimmicks that they repurposed. Could you imagine the Minnesota Mantars? I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. When they came out and they said Tampa Bay Vipers and Seattle Dragons, the first thing I thought was that that was going to happen and that there was going to be eight names, all of which were you know pro wrestler nicknames. The but that's where they went. Men Mountain Rock. <laughs> that could have worked. That could have worked. What else should I talk about on the list this week? Let me ask you this one. Our, our Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash Fightful. It's a new discussion group. You guys can join. Invite all your friends. If they're dead, go on, uh, what is it, exhume them? Is that what you do? You, you dig their bodies up, That's and then right. you bring them to a computer, and then you click join on their – assuming you know their Facebook password because I don't think they're going to tell you. They're dead. But, um, yeah, do that. Facebook.com slash group slash Fightful. Kurt Angle told Ariel Helwani that Brock Lesnar still wants a UFC fight with John Jones. Do you buy it? Yeah, but here's the thing. I don't know how much this is out there. Brock Lesnar has not been tested since Dana White said that he retired. Right. That is a little bit unusual because USADA doesn't make any bones about it. People that are highly suspect, they test more. <laughs> right. And Brock has not been tested since his quote-unquote Right. And, and, and boy, John Jones would whoop his ass. Yeah, he would. I was going to say, with all due respect to Brock, as you know that I, I love Brock in the ring, in the wrestling ring. With all due respect to Brock, it'd be a long night for Brock Lesnar yeah. in the cage with John Jones. Way, way more competitive than Riddle and uh, Goldberg. Though. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I guess one more thing for my list this week. I'm a fan of Hot Ones. Uh, it is a, yeah. you, it's a YouTube show where they have celebrities eating wings with a different uh, uh, hotness of, of sauce. And would you believe, Sean, they just did one with Stone Cold Steve Austin to promote his new show on USA. Last I looked, Sean, it had almost 9 million views. 9 million views for Stone Cold. My hope is one day we'll just crack through this glass ceiling that exists. Like (laughs) There there are aspects of social media we haven't quite figured out that will, quite honestly, some of our interviews will end up doing 50,000, 60,000 views, I think, in the future. But, I mean, there's some stuff we just haven't figured out. Hey, anybody wants to help us? I'm open to listening. But um, there's stuff that I'll see, like like uh, a pyrotechnic uh, professional examines movie explosions, and I'll look, and it's been out for four days, and it's got like 15 million views. Right, I've seen some of those like, too. Damn, and they're very good videos. Right, like, right. Uh, it's a matter of algorithm, previous success, uh, production values, and Hot Ones is awesome. Hot Ones does great stuff. Love that show. I, I was never a fan of Charlize Theron as, as an actress. Until oh, watch I- her new movie with Seth Rogen. Okay, all right. It's I've, good. It's funny. I, well, like it. I, I never disliked her, but I just wasn't a fan, and I saw her on Hot Ones. She yeah. was – you fall in love with Charlize Theron. Watch her on Hot yeah. Ones. She was awesome on that show. So I can I tell you like show. a lot of the same movies that I do because I'll quote things and you'll know where they came from. Right. And most people don't. Uh, the new movie, uh, I think it's Long Shot with Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron. I really like that movie. Okay. Okay. I'll check it out sometime. Guys, how about you all leave a thumbs up? Every time you come here, just go do it. Find videos from three years ago. Leave a thumbs up. It really helps. Uh, last week I had told you guys, hey, if we get to 400 thumbs up on the Raw podcast – I will drop a for free a Fightful Select retro review for the pilot episode of SmackDown. That is coming in a few weeks because you all got us there. Go ahead and do that. When you're watching this show, leave a thumbs up. Even, even if you're in the live chat, leave a comment because that lets YouTube know that you care what we're doing. But hey, if there's anything in particular, uh, like say you get to a certain segment, leave your thoughts uh, as you follow along the show on our comment board below. Me and Jimmy get very interactive in there. Sometimes I come in there right behind Jimmy. I don't uh, tell you who I am, and I make people very confused, and I like that. That's I don't how know what I like it, to operate, I, Jimmy. I don't know what it is with Sean. I always wanted to come right behind me. I don't get it. It's like I'm your mailman or something, Jimmy. Something God. like that. Something like that. BlueChew.com code hell? That was uncomfortable, Jimmy. <laughs> that was uncomfortable. More so for you than for me. What do you got going on this week, Jimmy? Uh, I am going to my cottage with my family. Oh, fancy. My my in laws are gonna house sit for me since I have the cat that you met. So uh, yeah, my in laws are gonna house sit. I'm going to the cottage. It's gonna be my son's first time out there. That's gonna be fun. Oh, that's cool. Go yep. go to my Instagram, guys. I don't usually put that out there because it's not. I didn't really post a lot of wrestling stuff before, but I got a 
cool picture of Jimmy's cat with its head completely in my custom <laughs> Air Max ones. That was a time. Jimmy, I actually have time off this weekend. There are no wrestling events, like major ones. And there's just a Bellator show, so I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. Do you want me to hit you up with some assignments? We're out. (laughs) Subscribe to Fightful on YouTube for the latest exclusive podcast, interviews, and news across boxing, MMA, and pro wrestling. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.